Hello, welcome to Q and Ace. Today's episode comes from an anonymous request asking if this episode could be dedicated to teen aces filled with advice on growing up ace. So I took that idea and I ran with it and conducted a couple interviews and now I have stories to share. But before that, there was an anonymous message submitted to the podcast and it reads, Hi, I've recently been trying to sort out my identity since I have previously been determined to remain straight. I know now that is dumb and I'm a biromantic cupiosexual, but I've only come out as ace. I find community in the term asexual, and I don't know any other cupios, so I stick to ace. It's hard to say that I have a high libido, want sex, can appreciate appearances, yet not be sexually attracted to people. People struggle understanding. Hell, it's hard for me sometimes. Well, that wasn't really a question, but more of like a statement, I suppose, and I can kind of understand where this anonymous person is coming from. Cupios are, um, from my experience, kind of few and far between. I've only met one person who is Cupio, and I can only imagine what it's like. It sounds like a bit of a struggle, but I feel like pretty much every aspect of the asexual community does struggle in one way or another. So, I also don't think there's an issue with using the term asexual when you talk to the people around you if you don't want to go into detail and say exactly where on the asexual spectrum you are. A lot of people have trouble grasping the concept of asexuality, so going into detail may not be practical for you. And that doesn't make you a liar. If you're demisexual and you introduce yourself as asexual, that's perfectly acceptable. So, thank you, Anon, for submitting that. Now, I have four interviews I conducted, three of them on Skype, and one of them is transcribed from a phone call. All of these are in regards to growing up ace. So, hello. Your name Hi. Uh, your name is Beth, and you came yes. forward with some stories, and I hope you don't mind. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Go for it. All right. Um, how do you feel you identify now? Uh, I'm asexual and biromantic. Very. It's weird saying that out loud. <laughs> right? It's a mouthful, but it works. <laughs> um, if you don't mind sharing, what age did you feel like you identified as asexual? I'm 20 now, and it was probably about three years ago that I, I, it's not when I first started feeling like that, it's just when I realized what it was. What was it like growing up with this identity for you? Uh, it was a bit weird, because I was watching all my friends go, boyfriends and whatever, and obviously there's a lot of emphasis on sex for some strange reason that I just can't get my head around. <laughs> I, it took me a while to realise that it wasn't wrong that I felt like that. 
I, I think that's a sentiment a lot of us can can share. <laughs> Do you have any regrets in in regards to your identity? Um, only really that I kind of feel like I should tell my parents, but I don't see the point because it's not really any of their business. <laughs> It was a very good argument. <laughs> if you could tell your younger self something, what would it be? Uh, probably just that it's okay and that it won't matter that you feel like this and that all of your friends will turn out to, well, not all of them, but a lot of them will turn out to be not, not to be straight anyway, <laughs> so you won't be alone. <laughs> You actually bring up a good point. Um, I, I've seen this story a bunch of times with a, a lot of my friends and a lot of people I meet where apparently they'll create like a little circle of friends when they were younger and it's like years later you realize almost all of them are in the LGBTQ plus community. Like all of them in some way diverge off the beaten path. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You mentioned that. That seems like a pattern I've noticed. Like, we, we find each other without even realizing it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, a few gay friends. I've got a couple of bi friends. And then I have a couple of friends that I'm convinced aren't straight. But if they don't want to come out, then they're fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> For my last question... Oh, yeah. For my last question, do you have a message for the asexual community, or is there a specific story that you want to share? Um, well, maybe that just, if you do end up in a relationship, that doesn't make you being asexual any less valid. Because, like, I, I've had, I've had a boyfriend since before I knew I was asexual, and we've never done anything, and he's fine with it, he knows, and everything's fine. He's not going to make me do anything I don't want to do. If you end up with somebody who does make you do, do something you don't want to do, then that's not right for you. That's awesome. I Actually, um, so that's nice. I'm, I'm glad you're, you're in a, a good spot and that uh, you're not in one of those dangerous relationships. So. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Well, it's been very helpful. Thank you. And um, I hope you do like it. Uh, you're Hawkeye too, right? Yep. Okay. But thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm talking to Tom's Toast, and I'm going to be interviewing them, and I have a few questions. So the first one's going to be, how do you identify now? As of right now, I identify as a masculine androgen homo gray asexual, which is really, really wrong. Yeah. I feel bad about it, actually. Don't feel bad about it. Um, so what age did you begin to identify as asexual? Um, I didn't figure out that I was asexual until I was in college. And it was right around the time that I felt like I had an attraction to someone, and then I realized that I had absolutely no desire to have sex with them whatsoever. Well, makes sense. What was it like growing up with this identity? It was definitely interesting, because 
since I identify as very asexual, there have been a couple of people where I've looked at them and I've been like, mm -hmm. so it took a while to embrace the idea that gray asexuality could even exist, and then to figure out that I was in fact asexual, because there had been those couple of people where I actually had felt attracted to them. So I always kind of doubted it until it hit me in college, and I was like, wow, I'm just going to embrace that. Uh, that's a concept I can kind of relate to as well. So, do you feel like you're in a happier place now? Oh my god, definitely. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. If you could tell your younger self something, what would it be? I would tell myself a lot of things, but I think the biggest message that I would be trying to get across is that everything is going to be okay. And the way that life feels when you're 14 and 15 and still trying to figure everything out, it will never, ever feel that way again. And once you hit adulthood, everything changes, and it's incredible. And it is so worth it to get through that. I like that. That's a good message. Do you have a message specifically for the asexual community? Don't let anyone put you guys in a box because you are all individual and incredible. And society and Tumblr and even just the LGBT community has this idea of what asexuality looks like and acts like. And if you don't fit that, that is cool. You are still valid. Everyone that's asexual is awesome. Yes. All right. I'm loving this positivity I'm getting from you. <laughs> is there uh, any specific story or anything that you went through that you'd want to share? Um, when I found out that I was asexual, let's go with that story. So I was home alone. And this was like right before I came to college. I had like been accepted. I was packing and I was sitting there don't remember why. There was someone that I had a crush on, and I think I was talking to a friend about it. And it just hit me like this weird asexual lightning bolt just came down from the sky and like <laughs> struck me. And I was talking to a friend, and I was like, oh my god, I think I might be asexual. And they were like, really? Why? You make more sex jokes than anyone on this planet. And I was like, I know, but I don't think I'm sexually attracted to people. I think that's what's been up this whole time. And from there, it was just this like, huge cloud of research and figuring it out, and that turned out to be true. And that was actually a huge turning point, and everything got better from there. Aw. But, I mean, as far as coming out stories go, that's seemed rather painless. No, it was. Um, the actual, like, explaining it to other people was not so painless. But coming to the conclusion and accepting it myself was fairly easy, and I think I'm really lucky for that. I don't think a lot of people have that smooth of a path. It's awesome. And everything's been good for you since you got into college? And Oh, man. Um, my advice to anyone that can even pick up a pencil, if you are feeling weird about it and need a supportive community, go find the art students. They are awesome people. They are so loving, and they are so friendly. Yeah, the, like. Yeah. The people that I hang around with now, I call them my family, and they really are. They are so loving and so accepting, and they never once questioned anything, even when my identity was fluctuating. They are just like, yep, absolutely, we are behind you. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. Um, is there any last things you want to say? I can stop recording now if you want.
Um, just thanks for this opportunity. Like that, this was awesome. I'm so glad to get to, you know, interact with the community. Oh, of course. Okay, so this is Grimm's, and I'm going to be asking her a few questions about what it was like growing up with asexuality. So, first, how do you identify now? You're allowed to answer whenever you this want. Is a, this is a great, this is a great start to this, this conversation. Silence. Uh, right now, I, I identify as ace, aka sexual, and I'm not quite sure on my romantic orientation, but yes. That's it. And I'm cis. Female. Ooh. Holla. Um, what age did you ID as ace? Uh, I ID'd about, like, what, a year ago? Yeah, about a year ago. Um, it was kind of just sort of like I brought up the issue and someone was like, hey, you're probably ace. And I was like, oh, like, I'd heard about the label before, but, like, I'd finally realized that I was like, oh, that's my label. That's what that is. Just kind of paused. <laughs> so it just kind of clicked in the middle of that. Yeah, no, I mean, it clicked, and then I did a bunch of, like, you know, those tests where you're like, am I actually asexual? And you're like, you, like, go onto Google, and you're just like, asexuality test. I'm Googling it right now, but you can't see that. <laughs> that's not how audio works. But it worked out, and you figured out that's how you were... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, I think this, I found out on a Friday, and I, like, started freaking out during the weekend, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and I'm like, I'm so cool now, I'm hip, I am part of it, I am a trendsetter, <laughs> which, like, now that I think about it, why would I be thinking that? <laughs> There's nothing trendsetting. Well, no, but I think I can understand part of that, like, being at the forefront of something that's so young can be exciting. I don't know, part of me wanted, like, wondered if I would get, like, coupons to get free cake at one point, but, uh. Oh, man, we need to bring that up with the asexuality blog. Yeah, you know, like, kind of, like, walk into a bakery, you're like, <coughs> you're, like, pulling a little flag, you're like, please, sir. <laughs> Take pity on this poor ace. Take pity on me, I'm just an orphan. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, what was it like for you growing up with this identity? Um... First of all, like, I mean, everyone has this problem where it's, like, everyone's like, oh my god, Josh is so cute, and you're just like, I don't know, Josh is just Josh. I mean, he looks like a cardboard box to me, but, yeah, Josh is Josh, and that's mostly what I'm getting from this conversation. No, you're fine. So it's just, Uh, like, the whole not relating thing? Yeah, that, and then it'd it'd be like, you'd be wondering, you're like, is it because... I just haven't hit puberty yet, or is it just because, like, I'm weird, and that? So, the next question, though, is, do you have any regrets in relation to your identity that you've gone through? Um, I guess, like, my only regret was that when I first initially, like, figured out that I was ace, I kind of, like, accidentally came out to a lot of people, which I wish I could take back now. Not because, like, uh, they got angry at me or something. It's just because, like, at the time, I didn't really know what I was doing. And, like, once again, there's always that one chance that I'm not actually ace and I might be gray or demi. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, like, made it clear to a lot of people. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm ace. And, like, a lot of people looked at me and they were like, what is that? So now, like, I'll be talking about something. And obviously sometimes there are moments where it's like, you will be aesthetically attracted to someone. I'll be like, wow, she's, like, she's really cute. 
and they'll be like, I thought you can't experience that. And I'll just kind of look at them and I'm like, it's <laughs> not what that is. <laughs> I actually think there was a comic on Tumblr about someone saying that. Yeah, there was. But like that has happened to me or like I'll be talking about someone and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, because sometimes, you know, you kind of have to play along with people so that they don't really catch on. So you be like, oh my god, yeah, you see that guy over there? Like, I wish I could date him. And, like, one of my friends who I came out to will be like, you're ace. Like, why why would you want to date somebody? Are you over that? Are you not ace anymore? And I'll just be like, no. I'm still here. <laughs> living in my bubble of invisibility. So ace. does that mean you don't have any friends, like, in your day-to-day life who are ace? You see, the thing is that, like, I found out this girl at my school was ace, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh my god, oh my god, and then she's like, I'm moving to Niagara Falls, and I was like, oh. <laughs> but I only found out after she moved away, like, to a friend, like, we were discussing something, and I'm like, yeah, the three of you guys are always so sexual, and she's like, oh, no, 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 um, this girl, uh, I'll use Ashley as a name, Ashley's actually ace, and I was like, no. Ashley's ace, and I, like, said it, because I, like, I, I wasn't out to this girl, so I was like, Ashley's ace, and I'm like, like, I'm internally screaming right now, and I'm like, oh, that's cool! Mm, this is great! <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's the up and downsides to coming out to people, is, like, you may miss your opportunity to see other aces, but then other times it kind of makes conversations difficult. Yeah, it's also, like, super awkward when you're, well, obviously, I don't know, like, if you can apply this, but, or, like, if you've ever had this happen, but, like, when you're playing Truth or Dare, and someone's like, if you had to date someone at our school, and you're just like, god damn it, I don't fucking know, and I'll be like, I don't know, Josh, and they're just like, but Josh isn't cute, and I'm like, I don't don't know, know. (laughs) he's funny sometimes, uh, that's relatable to me, at least, yeah, and you're just, like, crying on the inside, you're like, please, Okay, uh, next one is, if you could tell yourself, your younger self, something about your, uh, sexual identity, what would it be? Um, you will always be attracted to Chris Pratt, (laughs) post Guardians of the Galaxy. Alright, do you have a message for the asexual community? Do I? I mean, uh, Bush did 9-11, that's about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> this last interview was with a personal friend of mine, and she's going by the name of Sketch. It was conducted over my phone, and I took shorthand notes, and this is going to be a brief reading of how the conversation went. So, I asked Sketch how she identifies now, and she said a heteromantic asexual and began to ID as asexual around age 12 or 13. When asked what it was like growing up with this identity, she said that she noticed a difference in how she behaved, and before people kept telling her that she was too young to feel how she felt, and everyone knew that she was just odd. Despite that, she kept being honest with people, and kept telling them that she just didn't feel attraction even though she didn't have the term asexual at that age. But as she got older, it became more and more obvious that she was never going to experience sexual attraction. When asked if she had any regrets, 
She said that she wished she knew other aces when she was younger. It was only when she was 27 years old that she found other people. And for the longest time thought that she was literally the only person in the world who didn't have attraction. She explored it like she thought she was wrong or that the world was wrong. And why is everyone such a perv? She knew that she didn't feel attraction, but she didn't know why. When asked if there was one thing that she could tell her younger self, Sketch said that there are others. Several people were ace and nobody knew. And to believe in education, even though terms are growing, just getting the information out there is better than nothing. She continued to say how everyone else who is outside the asexual community needs to help spread awareness. Even if you don't really understand, having knowledge at a younger age is always better. Lastly, Sketch did have one story that she wanted to share from college. During a conversation, someone outed her to an entire classroom of people. They went to tell a joke, and they said that Sketch wouldn't understand it because she's ace. And the entire room was just awkward silence. One girl turned to her and just blatantly asked, What is that like? Sketch responded with, You experience sexual attraction. And the girl said, yeah. Sketch is just, well, what is that like? She's never been shy, and Sketch says that she's always been sure of her asexuality. It would stress other people out in her life because they would worry for her. But Sketch says that she never worried and that she's always been sure of her own perspective. This episode is going to be quite a deal longer than I expected, but I'm going to run through the questions with my own stories really quickly. How do I identify now? I'm a gray asexual. What age did I ID as asexual? That was 25 years old. What was it like growing up with this identity? It was very confusing. I had trouble socializing to begin with, so I just entered every social situation with the assumption that I was wrong. And the way I experienced attraction never stood out as the most different thing about me. Like, there was a bunch of other things I had to work on. And so attraction didn't actually take any sort of precedence until I enlisted in the military at around age 18. So most of my adolescence was kind of muddled up and stressful and had a lot to do with general social struggles and less to do with attraction. So you may be wondering, well, Tiffany, why are you sharing your story then? Well, the reason why is because I did experience something as a young adult that is relevant to aces of all ages, and that's um, if you happen to experience romantic attraction and decide to get into an intimate romantic relationship, you must be careful. Uh, Not only is there general precaution with dating, Um, there is high instances of 
abuse in the asexual community. And most of it has to do with the way everyone is brought up in such a strictly heteronormative binary world. And then when a wee little ace appears outside of that mold, it it can cause friction. Um, things to look out for would be a refusal to accept your identity if someone was to argue with you or belittle your identity, if someone was to routinely ignore or invalidate your identity, or if someone wasn't to take your boundaries seriously. So if you say you're okay with certain aspects of a relationship and not okay with another aspect, and whoever your partner is doesn't respect that, please get out of there, because I did not. I spent several years with someone who would routinely guilt me and pressure me into being more intimate than I was comfortable with. And it took a while for me to get out of it. And most of it was because I thought I was the one who was broken. And my partner was pushing me to get my hormones checked and go see a psychologist. Because clearly something must be wrong with me, according to them. So, there were three very, very stressful years where I was constantly questioning myself when all of that was absolutely unnecessary um i'm gonna end this episode and i'm always always available if you want to talk offline or if you do have questions that you want me to answer on the podcast you can submit them to q hyphen and hyphen ace dot com or my personal blog which is grace hyphen and hyphen ace dot tumblr dot com um thank you for listening uh, it was really fun doing all these interviews uh check out the details i'm going to put everyone's blog names down there and stay safe out there <laughs>